Hello and welcome to Sunday Morning Bible Study. We have been doing a series on the letters of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Did you know that 2nd John is the second shortest book in the Bible? Can you guess what the, the shortest book in the Bible is? 3rd John. Well, although these books are brief, they are packed with many warnings and encouragements from the pastor, John, to the church for whom he is concerned. Remember back to 1 John when we talked about some of the context. Imagine John as an elderly pastor who is thinking back to a church with a younger generation, and he wants to encourage them in the faith uh, um, to follow Jesus, and he also wants to warn them about things that might distract them or derail them from the faith. And so as we read today in the second part of 2 John, I want us to see at least three parental warnings that are meant to protect the church from danger. But first, let's remember back to last week when when um, Wayne taught about us being the bride of Christ according to the first verses in 2 John. And he talked about the importance of us holding together love and truth. We believe in the truth that Jesus is Lord, and this should make us a humble people who, who love the Lord not only in word but in deed in action as we give ourselves for the good of those around us. And then today we're kind of turning the corner to some warnings, as I mentioned. And these three warnings are this, watch out, don't run ahead, and don't welcome in. We see this first warning, watch out, in verses seven and eight. Now watch out is something that parents say often, right? Watch out for that kid on the playground or watch out for that step. It's uneven or watch out for the potential dangers, whatever they may be. And so John is telling us as believers that we need to watch out for something. Let's read verses seven and eight to find out what that is. Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is a deceiver and the Antichrist. Remember, we talked about the Antichrist in 1 John. This is, this is a term for someone who is teaching that Jesus is not Lord. Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. So he says here, watch out for the Antichrist. Anybody who is trying to teach you something that is not true to Scripture about Jesus as Lord. Anyone who says that Jesus did not come in the flesh. I think this is important. It is pivotal to our Christian faith. It is essential for us to believe in the work of God through Jesus as a human who came with blood running through his veins. He was really human, not an apparition, not a ghost, not a fictional character made up in a nice story. He wasn't even a man who went to the cross and somehow went into a coma and then was laid in the tomb and he came out of the coma three days later. No. 
Scripture teaches us and John reminds us that Jesus is the Messiah. Look at verse 7 again. Do, many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ or Messiah as coming in the flesh. Remember the Old Testament is pointing forward to this Messiah, the one who is to come to save the people. This expected one is to bring the kingdom of God and the full reward of eternity with God. And this is our Lord Jesus the Christ. This warning to watch out for these people who say Jesus is not Lord, that he didn't come in the flesh, that he wasn't a real human. This warning to watch out for them reminds me of another warning in 1 Peter 5, 8. And it says this, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. We've got to be on the lookout for the deceiver, the author of lies. And one of the most effective ways that we stay on guard against the deceiver is by knowing the truth. It's by being in God's Word and continuing in the truth about who God is, about who Jesus is, and about His giving His life on our behalf. All right, let's look for the second warning in verse 9. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teachings of Christ does not have God. So he's saying don't run ahead. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. I think about that parent. I'm going to show you a picture of what I'm talking about, but I think about the parent who has given their child this backpack. It has like a monkey on it, and they wear the backpack, and then it straps around their waist, and then there is this cord that then ties to the parent's wrist, and the kid cannot go more than five feet from the parent because they are attached to the parent's wrist, and they pull the parent wherever they go. I think here John is saying, don't run ahead. Don't go from the teachings that I bring to you and the teachings that our Lord Jesus specifically has given you because there is potential danger out there. That's a big one for me with my children as well. If um, we're coming out to the parking lot after church, I'll say, now take mommy's hand. Don't run ahead. Cars may not see you because there is danger for a small child who is running ahead of their parent. And there is danger for us as believers if we try to run ahead our own way with our own thoughts and we don't abide in the teachings of our Lord Jesus. Think back to the Gospel of John in chapter 15 where he's talking about the vine and the branches. He says in verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We are to be that child who is tethered to their Lord so that we abide in him, we abide in his teachings, and we make it a point not to run ahead, but to seek Jesus 
daily. All right, let's look for the third warning, which is do not welcome in. But before we read this verse, I want to give you a little context from my own life of when I might say don't welcome in. Because we are called as believers to be hospitable, correct? We want to welcome others as an example to the light. But there are times when we do not welcome in. For example, when I need to run to the store and I'm home alone with my older children and they're getting to the age where they might be able to stay home by themselves and I say, I'm going for 10 minutes, okay? I'm gonna lock the door. Don't answer if someone knocks or rings the doorbell. I don't want them to know that you're home. And this is because I don't want to invite potential intruders to my door. Neither do I want them to know that my children are home alone. And so in this verse 10, John is saying a similar thing. Don't welcome in those who are teaching false things about Jesus. Listen to verse 10. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, that is the teaching about Jesus as Lord, the teaching that Jesus came in the flesh to die on our behalf for our sins, do not take him into your house or welcome him. Anyone who welcomes him shares in the wicked work. John says, don't welcome in those who bring teachings that Jesus isn't Lord. And so I, I wanted to kind of transfer that over to modern day. And I thought about in the 1500s how Martin Luther um, had to combat these um, false teachings about Jesus as Lord. They, they had false teachings in his day that you could put coins in um, this coffer and that if you gave coins to the church, then you would spring souls from purgatory. I can't remember exactly, but I think it says into the coffer, the coins ring and out of purgatory, the soul springs. There was this whole false teaching that we could influence eternity and you and I don't believe in purgatory anyway but but this whole idea of um, us being able to secure our own salvation that does not line up with the teachings of Scripture and so Martin Luther fought tooth and nail for the truth that we only find salvation in faith alone through Christ alone and we look to the scriptures for the truth now in modern days I was trying to think about the different false teachings and, and you and I know that there are churches who teach things that we don't believe line up with scripture. But ultimately I was thinking about in my own heart and soul, the things that I say to myself or I allow these other worldly influences to say that kind of become a liturgy for me. So I just want to ask us a couple of questions as we contemplate what thoughts and influences we are welcoming into our lives that have zero spiritual value. And if we're honest, they probably lead us down a path that distracts us from following Jesus. So what thoughts about yourself and about others are you allowing to enter in? What does the Word say to us about these thoughts? What people are we allowing to negatively influence us? Do we seek others' approval so much that we're willing to kind of shy away 
from the importance of sharing truth in love? What ways are we spending our free time that are open doors to distraction from the faith and from Jesus and from our purpose as his followers? John is saying here to be on guard against false teachers. And this trickles over into our lives that we should be on guard against anything that is forming our soul. What is the world telling us that is important? And what does scripture teach us is valuable? Today I'm wearing my Mima's brooch. She died when I was in the eighth grade, um, but I remember her to be a meek, and yet formidable woman. Um, my dad told me this story about her. When he was a little boy, he sold candy and he would make some spare change selling candy to the neighborhood families. And one day he noticed that his candy money was getting gone and he talked to his mom about it. He said, I don't know what's happening, but I think someone is stealing my candy money. And so the next day, she determined that she would stay home from work. And she got a shotgun and she sat in the kitchen, which was near the back door, just waiting. And sometime mid-morning, a couple of neighborhood kids came in the back door. And she was able to scare them silly so that they did not return because they knew they were not welcomed in. John is telling us to be on guard. We have to be ready to protect against the most important and most valuable truth that Jesus, our Lord, came in the flesh to save us from our sins. We must protect against the enemy who seeks to discredit the Lord, whom John saw with his very eyes, whom John touched with his very eyes with his very hands, the one whom John saw crucified and yet raised again. And don't forget, John gave his whole life to share this good news about Jesus. John wants his church to be protected. And so he says, watch out. Don't run ahead and don't welcome in the influences that distract you from following Jesus. For great is the reward for those who persevere in faith. It may be a time of suffering for you here on this earth, but there is a day when suffering will cease, a day when we will be with our Lord and with those whom we love, who are with Him in eternity in the new heavens and the new earth. Would you pray with me? Father, help us to be on guard and watchful against the influences that seek to distract us from following you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Would you open our hearts to it so that we might receive it? In Jesus' name we pray, amen.